I'm content creator Corey Walmsley, the founder of Aurora Corealis Publishing. I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs make a big impact by turning the next page with tools, tips, and resources that empower and connect the dots through books, publishing, and more. Every episode includes me, along with a featured guest on my globally recognized show, Page Turner Studio with Corey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. I'm your host, Corey Walmsley. I'm CEO of Aurora Corealis Publishing, as well as an author of almost 10 books. My 10th one is coming out in November of 2023. It's called The Treasures We Seek. So we're actually going to talk a teensy bit about that today because it has something to do with our topic. Um, so today we're going to be talking about how to effectively use AI as an author with translator Jane Kim. And Jane is really interesting. I met her on LinkedIn and you know we immediately connected over books and all those fun things. Um, but she is absolutely fascinating. So I think you guys are gonna love her. Uh, let me introduce you to her. Um, Jane Kim is an, a, an English-Korean translator with 16 years of experience. She has co-translated multiple books, and her first English book was published early in 2023 and aimed to be translated into more languages for global readers. And why is that important? Because not everybody speaks English. So um, I think it's wonderful that we have people all over the world who are translating books into different languages. So we get to benefit from everybody's knowledge everywhere. Uh, so this is an incredibly important job. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Jane up from the green room and we will get started talking. Hello and welcome. Hi, hello, Curry. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. I'm really excited to talk about your book and AI and translation and all those fun things. Sure, I'm really excited myself. Thanks yeah. for having me again. Yeah, I know AI is your thing. So uh, we're gonna <laughs> actually, we're gonna start by talking about your book, The Future of Translation. Um, tell me a little bit about what inspired this one. Sure. Again, um, to those who don't know me yet, I'm Jane Kim from South Korea, and I am a translator of long service years. So um, I started my career as a translator when I was in my mid-20s. So it was a long time ago. And when I was starting out, there was not really, you know, this much concern about machine because in the first place, there's no you know, machine translation services like these days. Um, so it was not much of a topic to think through. But these days, especially in the past few years, five to seven years, the machine translation got developed to a significant level, up to a level, I would say, where it can really compete with people or humans. Mm -hmm. So um, for me personally, it happened in 2021. So before, before that, I tried not to utilize machine, you know, as much as possible because I always valued my own knowledge and experiences. I only thought that that was the way to do the translation. It was the right way to do it. It, you know, I would have respect to my readers and clients and all that. I tried not to use, you know, any of the automated services 
at all. But mm -hmm. then again, um, I started to realize that the machine translation quality was getting better and better. And one day I decided to try this. It was a scary thing for me because, um, you know, in my mind, machine was my competitor. Right. It was not my assistant. It was not my, you know, it was not amplifying anything and any good out of me was what I was thinking. So I was not supposed to be using it. So I was scared. But I got really serious to, you know, bring that into my life to be part of my life. So I tried it out for one personal project and I discovered that, you know, before I used to do translations um, from Korean to English too. And the quality of, you know, that target language was better compared to mine when I was experimenting with the, you know, machine tools, one of the machine translation tools back in 2021. So, I felt that it was my responsibility as somebody who worked in this field for so many years to at least, you know, dig into this field or this thing yeah. so that there's something I can tell to, for example, to my fellows or people around me, because I was getting even more and more questions from, you know, around in terms of our work, work scope and, you know, how are we going to cope with this thing and all that? So before it was in the dark room, but then again, I started to, you know, dig into this further and do more and more researches. It turns out, I just think it's a fascinating thing. Mm -hmm. And it's also a fascinating age to live in because we used to live in an analog world where, you know, there was no concerns about machines or, you know, no topics regarding it at all. But now we're really headed into this whole different realm of the world. So in the next couple of years, it'll be even more different. So that's how basically my whole research got started out and, you know, it made up to be a whole book. Yeah. Wow. That's really, that's really interesting. Um, so when you were exploring with AI, um, you know, obviously, you know, you said that you were, you were thinking, okay, you know, to start out with, this is a competitor, but now it's actually a tool I can use. And I'm assuming that it's, it's a tool that actually helps enhance what you're doing. Um, how, how does that work? Mm -hmm. I actually have to do uh, all of my client works from scratch due to the matter of confidentiality. Okay. So um, how it works really is that um, depending on clients, they all use different tools for their own translations. Sometimes they bring into um, their own tools, the machine translation algorithm and all that, but it's not our work to do. It's the client's decision um, to, you know, whether they're going to use some of the machine translation database or not. So it really depends on the projects we get to work on. So how I get to really utilize it is to most of the time use for my personal um, projects. So for example, I translated the book that was just mentioned, The Future of Translation. I translated the whole book 
into English using, you know, a machine translation engine called DeepL. And it was clearly mentioned within the book that I translated the whole book using that, you know, engine. Mm -hmm. I wanted to show people how much a uh, machine can do and how much the quality got better. Mm -hmm. So it's really at this right point for my personal use, but I wanted to really make that clear that machine can do so much more than probably we are expecting it to do. And we need to get really prepared in terms of our, you know, not only knowledge, but also mindset. Because there might be somebody, you know, out there who are still, you know, hesitant to use this as our tool, mm -hmm. you know, because most of the time, due to this confidentiality and all that, we have that respect toward our clients. Of course, that's our, you know, morality for our work and all that. And it's very, very important. And we are educated, uh, surrounded by that, you know, mindset and you know, thinking process. So even for our personal projects, we are sometimes hesitant or slower in trying new things, but it's really the time that you start experimenting um, if you're, you know, some of you are not yet. So yeah, it's a great tool to boost up your knowledge and skills and all that. So you just start playing around with it. It's a good idea. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so I mentioned uh, at the very beginning that I wrote uh, a book that um, is coming out this fall and part of it takes place in Italy. Actually, a chunk of it takes place in Italy, um, The Treasures We Seek. And when I was working on that, I decided I was going to go online and trust Google Translate and I let Google Translate translate for me. Um, and I felt like I could trust it like 90%. Um, but then I actually sent that book to a friend of mine who lives in Italy. She grew up in Italy, but she speaks fluent English. She's not a translator by trade, but she's somebody that I trusted to read the book and tell me, you know, did I make sense? Am I saying something completely off the wall? Um, is that something that we need to be doing is just double checking whenever we're using AI like that? Oh, absolutely. First of all, congratulations <laughs> on your books um, going global. I think it's always an exciting opportunity to be able to talk with you know more groups of people from around the world. Mm -hmm. And that's part of our work to do as translators, right? We are connecting dots for different audiences from different backgrounds because we know the culture so well. We understand the text so much. And, you know, there are a lot of, you know, matters in including the understanding of context and all, which machine cannot quite follow up, catch up yet. So right. I really strongly recommend that you, especially for the book translations, it is a normal practice, even to date, to you know, work and collaborate with human translators. Mm -hmm. So what I do right now, like I tried out this engine uh, for my own practice book translation, right? Mm -hmm. But it was only possible because for one, I know the language, I know English, so I know how much good of a quality that book is. And I made it clear um, on an intention that, you know, especially to show some of my fellows and other 
people that you know how much machine can do and what you cannot do yet so there were people who reached out to me uh, when they were not really understanding these sentences these words and whatnot because i did not do the post editing so in the localization business localization is the translation service for multilingual services so if some um, global company like I don't know, Amazon, Google, Apple are trying to launch their services in the on the global scale. They need a localization team. So they use a lot of tools because they need to, you know, launch the service very fast and all that. They need to engage with their audience and users in an interactive way through the translation process. They need these tools. So it's very common for them to use tools and technology of very up-to-date services but for book translations it's a whole different world so it's still very human so like we don't even use i am i I can tell you this because i am a book translator but also i'm a localizer so these two words are very very different which are not very known to you know um readers or users because they don't you know have to know but you know for book translations we don't even use tools oftentimes so it's still very from scratch so it's not a common practice to use translation engines for book translations so i really strongly recommend you know publishers if there are you know um publishers who are looking to translate their books then they might want to reach out to human translators that the cost oftentimes is not really luxurious either <laughs> so so it's it's very uh reasonable to you know because they know the content and they'll translate your content with caution and much care yeah yeah i 100% value other humans taking a look at my work oh, so sure. i understand what you're saying there um thank you for sharing all that that was a lot of stuff that I've been wanting to talk about, but it's not my expertise. So I really appreciate that we could have that conversation. Um, So I wanted to share Jane's impactful page turner share, keep going and growing as you go. And, you know, I'm sure you have some stories behind this. How did you learn about this? Uh, Is this about your business? Is it about um, writing the book or everything? Sure. So I believe it's a very relevant topic to everyone who is living, you know, the world at this right time. So again, it's a very exciting time to be part of because, you know, the speed of evolved development of technology is just so fascinating. So every can, uh, everyone can be part of it is how I see it. So even the translators, which, you know, is a profession quite is traditional um, can be a part of you know this process i believe there are a lot of work and projects but also as part of our personal projects we are at a very good you know position where to experiment this tool because we are the magician of sentences we mm-hmm. are the magician of language just you are curry so <laughs> so i really like uh, your content but what i'm trying to point out here is that because the involvement is so fast nobody can expect anything or anticipate anything for certain or for sure mm-hmm. so in the next few years there, there will be a lot of changes right there are just tons of tools being launched even today 
in yeah. relevant to you know AI. So if you just type in to search for some services for, for example, marketing uh, mm-hmm. to utilize AI, there will be thousands of names that will pop up. So yeah. this kind of things make you at the very front line. If you are just a little bit interested in utilizing this a bit faster than you know mm-hmm. from the crowd. So. Um, Keep going because this is the time of the change and it will make a significant change if you are a little bit faster, you know, than some other people. (laughs) So again, we are not competing with each other, but there are tons of opportunities that are being created is how I'm looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think it's interesting, like you mentioned about AI and I think a lot of times you know, we're, we're going along and then we bump into things like that and we go, oh, I don't know about this. And it does kind of keep us from growing because, you know, then we're sitting here going, well, I'm going to continue doing what I was doing instead of saying, how can that help me? Or how can this over here help me? Or I'm going to try it a little bit and see if it works for me and then understand, okay, it does or it doesn't, and then continue growing from there. So I, I love that that's your share. And I want more people to be open to trying new things. I think that's wonderful. Um, and I wanted to share your being a page turner tip. Be your authentic self to keep writing. How did this play out for you when you were working on your book? Sure. I think it's a great question because, you know, everybody, you know, has a unique story to tell and give to the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, leads us to the desire, I think everybody somewhat has a desire to publish, for example, an autobiography of themselves. Mm-hmm. And this book called The Future of Translation sort of so serves like that for me because it covers the whole story of my career. Um, but when you're putting yourself out there by writing, for example, mm-hmm. um, it's important for us to be our authentic self because I only discovered that that's the way to be sustainable with our own creativity. So to keep writing, I think, I feel that it must be something fun for you in the first place if you want to keep going. (laughs) So if you want to keep publishing and keep writing about something, um, if you are not a fictional writer of some sort, I think the best way for us to do it is to really write about yourself and about your journey by looking back into it and what you're learning about it. So for it to happen, you have to be honest with yourself for one and also be authentic when you're putting yourself out there. And people feel it when they're reading it and they, I think, appreciate it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, I think that some people find it hard to be their authentic selves if they're not used to writing, too. Um, so this mm-hmm. is a really good tip for them to remember. Um, I, I've, I've had people over the years approach me and say, well, I, I can't write like this writer. Of course, you're not going to write like that writer. You're not that writer. You are you. <laughs> you can't write like you. Um, but they get caught in their heads and they feel like they have to, you know, write like a term paper or something. I'm like, no, talk, write like you're talking to me, like we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Just be authentic and open up. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yes. It's something like talking to your friends. 
and it can be different depending on people. They can do di in different ways, but for me personally, it feels the most comfortable when I feel like I am talking to somebody in real time, real person. That makes me so comfortable in sharing um, and writing things about, you know, including myself. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good tip. So I wanted to share the turn the page with Corey tip. Inspiration can come from anywhere we are. Be open to it. Um, how how do you find inspiration for your work? I know you are you know you want to write more books in the future. Um, so where are you finding inspiration? Sure. So I'm currently writing this book called uh, Future with AI because I'm all about future in AI. So it's again a nonfiction book. But I also, you know, tried out writing a short novel with ChatGPT. So it's another question I actually wanted to share and ask to you, Curry, too. How do you think about, you know, utilizing these AI tools in terms of creative writings? It's another topic because my future book series. Uh, they're all nonfiction. So I think it's more of a research. It's It feels like for me to write a thesis sometimes because it requires a lot of interviews, in-depth you know, talks, things like that. But creative uh, writing is also an interesting topic to discuss in this realm in the time of AI. So inspirations for me really comes from everywhere, in, including this you know, new technology, how to embrace it, how to you know, uh, be adaptive to the changes, both externally and internally. So um, in terms of in internal inspirations, I read, I like to read a lot of books and from a lot of topics. Mm -hmm. So I also read a lot of self-development books and I take on, you know, devices from different authors. And that at some point, you know, grew my mind. So recently I did this interview with another great author and she wrote this book called Grow Your Mind, Grow Your Life. So your internal world is or landscape is something you want to work on consistently. I think it applies to every single person who's living on this earth. So yeah. whenever, yes, whenever you read something really good or whenever you look out the window and look at the sky and it's so beautiful, I think this smallest things also can be an inspira inspiration. Uh, yeah. for your internal growth. So all of this come together for me as an inspiration, which I feel so grateful for. Yeah. Oh, that was really beautiful. Um, I am right with you on being inspired by other books. I mean, obviously, uh, <laughs> I read a lot. And there are times when I'm reading something and I'll start kind of spinning it in my head later, like, Oh, that was really interesting. I wonder what would happen if it played out this way. And that kind of gets me inspired for other things that I'm working on. Um, but then it also, um, you know, when you own a business, you become a personal growth sort of junkie. Um, so then <laughs> I end up starting to think about like, well, I wonder why they reacted this way. I wonder what pieces are missing here. I wonder what uh, what sort of personal growth they need to do. So I'm thinking about what my, my characters or what those characters need to do. And that actually helps me kind of reflect on um, how people around me are reacting because sometimes it's easier to look at a character and say, oh, you know, this isn't a real person. Um, let me analyze them. And then you come across it in real life and you go, oh, I've thought about that one before. Now I understand how 
this person is doing this in this situation. So mm -hmm. I do think that's really important. Um, and you brought up about, uh, about using AI when you're working on books. And I've, I've talked to a couple people who do that. And it seems like one of the popular ways of doing it is to help structure outlines. Is that mm -hmm. what you do? Um, I so far tried it out for outlining um, for my audio scripting. So it's a great tool for me in you know many, many ways because it creates a script for my, for example, audio series mm -hmm. because you know I'm a podcaster too. Right. So it gives me a very good outline for that part, but I haven't tried it out for my writing outlining yet. Okay. But yeah, that's a good idea too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did want to mention too, I, I'm not sure what it's like copywriting a book in other countries, but I know in the United States that it's difficult to get a copyright for a book if the entire thing has been done with a um, like an AI tool. So I did want to mention that while we were talking because I didn't want someone to say, oh, I'm going to just put this in and AI is going to spit out a whole novel and then I'm going to you know publish the novel because that's not how it works at all. Sure, that's a very important point. It works the same in my part of the world. So you have to make it clear that it was written with ChatGPT or by ChatGPT. Okay. Um, and these days there are more more tools that are you know getting better when censoring whether it was written by AI or with the help of AI. So there are a lot more <laughs> technology being evolved in that part of the world, um, especially in terms of education and publish, uh, publishing world, I think. So I'm really excited to see how the publishing world will be receiving this technology and somehow you know, find the balance. Yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, it's always good for us to know a little bit more about uh, how we can effectively use that for our work. Um, and I wanted to share the make an impact tip with Corey. Don't be afraid to ask for help from friends, family, and AI. And this kind of goes back to what we've already been talking about. You know, don't be afraid of AI, you know, go ahead and test it out. It helps you grow if you're learning new things. Don't be afraid to message a friend and say, hey, I've been thinking about this for my book. You know, what do you think of this? And get their honest opinion. Um, is this something that you've done to friends, family, pitching to them, asking them questions? Oh, absolutely. So I am so lucky and I got to be part of this team called AI English. It's a project team, nonprofit one, um, to test out and experiment how much AI can do in terms of specifically in this occasion, okay. education for English. Because, you know, English is a huge thing, um, of course, for for many, many people, it's a good tool for communications for the larger part of the world. Mm -hmm. So self-educating yourself a foreign language using this AI tool is such a game changer. So we're specifically focusing on that part, but, but everybody can, again, as I mentioned, can start utilizing at least one or two tools. Um, there are a lot of tools according to your own specific interest to try out. So it can be a fun personal project and you can even, you know, build a small, I don't know, geek project <laughs> and be an entrepreneur by experimenting with one of those tools. So it, it is, again, a very good time for you to you know put yourself out there and start experimenting different things and you will be on a different realm yeah 
Very cool. Um, yeah, so I actually had a couple other little questions for me for you before we wrap up. Um, so what are some tips for finding and working effectively with a translator for your book? A human translator for your book. <laughs> oh, this is a great question. Thank you so much for asking. Um, so there are different ways. For one, there are a lot of book translation agencies. So it may work a little different depending on country, but I think it might be quite similar uh, in terms of, you know, the general logic. But, you know, there are agencies mm -hmm. and translators. So you can directly reach out to translators using, for example, the platform like LinkedIn. Okay. as we were connected with each other. There are a lot of translators, very, very good translators uh, who are sincere with their work, who might be willing to help you out in terms of, you know, taking care of the whole translation. But also there are publishers who uh, prefer to work with translation agencies because, you know, especially they know and handle different languages. Um, and they handle all the relevant coordination work, communication work, and all that stuff. And they generally take care of the quality, quality level. Mm -hmm. So you can have a high expectation. Um, but if you are lucky enough to be connected with the good translators, which I believe you can, <laughs> then, you know, they will also be a good channel for your book to be published. So book, tr uh, if you are for the first time in terms of, you know, going into the global market, maybe collaborate with a translation agency for, you know, a couple of times. And if you are, you know, now have the discerning eye for, you know, distinguished translators, then you might also start working and collaborating with translators directly. Awesome, those are really good tips. Um, I have not worked with a translator yet, so that's really helpful because I wasn't sure how to answer that question when I get that, so thank you. My yeah. pleasure. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, you know, if somebody finds a translator, so let's say like you and I are gonna work together, um, me as the author, what should I, um, ask of you, is there anything that I should make sure you have? So, you know, aside from the book, obviously, um, so that you can work most effectively. Sure. Um, so depending on the occasion, it may work differently a little, but sometimes you can ask a uh, test for tr a translated page, for example. Yeah. So it's what uh, normally a translation agency would do. So even if it's a book translation agency, so I'll just, you know, tell you uh, from my own experience. So when I was uh, working with this book translation agency, so I have different experiences. I work with publishers directly. I work with book translation agencies. I work with, you know, localization clients. Mm -hmm. But when I was getting my... Um, translation book published through a book translation agency, the book trans translation agency communicated with the publisher and also requested me. So they are being the channel for communications be between different parties and mm -hmm. requested me to be part of a test. It's so something like a competition or uh, <laughs> something like that. So how it works is three or two, uh, three or four translators 
they submit their translations for A4, uh, A4 page uh, amount of translation so that they can make a comparison. Because, uh, you know, not only because of the quality, but also for the style, there mm -hmm. are different style required if you are translating a novel, translating a self-development book, essay, it should be all different. And yeah. somebody is better at some, you know, structure, some some other style. So I'm good at self-development because that's the field I'm really into. Yeah. Other people are better at, you know, sometimes novels, you know, essays, things like that. So there are specialized fields, even though we can handle different areas, uh, they, for, for the sake of the you know decision making they require you to submit the test so that way it's easier for you as a publisher to make a comparison and make a decision and sometimes it gives you the feeling that oh this might be the person i like this sentence i like the tone i like how it feels like when i'm reading so that's how you know the whole decision making is happening okay yeah that's something that i hadn't thought of. Um, yeah, it makes sense that you would want somebody who has the right tone and the right style for the writing um, to make sure that, you know, if you're writing a romance novel, it doesn't come across as a, a tech manual. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I once took part in a uh, test for a romance novel, and it was not really my, like, cup of tea either like it was not my strongest you know merit but I'm really enjoying it when I'm doing you know translations for other tasks so it also should be something that the translator should be able to have some fun I believe yeah. you know that way you'll get you know both parties will be benefited because the quality will be good yeah Wow, that was such a great tip. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it's pleasure. been wonderful having you on. I wish we could sit here and talk all night about this. But um, me too. Like I wish I could do this again. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime. But yes, I had so much fun today too. So thank yeah. you again for having me. Sure. Thank you for being on. Um, I'm going to send you back to the green room, and we'll wrap up. Okay. Thanks so much for everyone for joining. <laughs> and it was great seeing you again, Curry. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Jane. Take care. All right. Well, that was an amazingly informative episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. We learned so much about AI and using that as a tool for our writing. Um, I'm excited to start experimenting with this myself because I do want to grow and learn and keep going, as Jane said. So make sure you join me for another episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. We're on at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central. And if you're in the Pittsburgh area like I am, 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. And I always have another amazing guest on. Uh, it's on Wednesday mornings course. Um, so make sure you join me next time and have a page turning day. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products and services at auroracorealispublishing.com. Make sure to join me for another episode every Wednesday at 7am Pacific, 9am Central on my globally recognized show, Page Turner's Studio with Corey.
Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.